welcome to Hello Government, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Abdullah, and I'm joined with, introduce yourself, good sir. Hi, my name is Nicholas Corda, and I am a voice actor. So the first question is the obvious one. How did you get started? So I got started, um, originally I was uh, a theater actor and I got started in voiceover after doing this short film with a friend. And then, uh, I started taking, uh, classes in voiceover and, uh, then my first, you know, real big gig was Pokemon. And from there, the rest was kind of history. I kind of just fell in love with it. I mean, I always loved voiceover, but you know, Sometimes you always get bit by a bug or something and, you know, then you kind of just have it. The love, I mean. <laughs> and what made you want to uh, get into voiceover specifically? Well, you know, I always loved um, anime. I always loved, you know, cartoons as a kid, as, you know, all of us did. Um, and I think uh, – in a way that there's there's a sort of um, interesting opportunity with animation to explore, um, and with podcasts too, to explore, um, you know, stories and worlds that you wouldn't normally get to in, you know, something that's in live action or uh, on the stage. Um, so that I th- I think you know that that's kind of it. You know, I've always loved fantasy and sci-fi also. So, you know, there's a lot of anime and animation in that realm. Um, so, yeah. And what type of media did you want to specifically get into in terms of voiceover? For sure. I mean, uh, to be honest, all of it. I mean, you know, obviously there's commercial voiceover and, um, you know, animation character, video games. Um, what I love the most, I think is, is video games, anime. Um, I do, I, I I love other animation too. Like, you know, what more Western animation, I would say. Um, there's a, there's a Netflix movie that I did called secret magic control agency that, I loved doing um and that that um is more of like a western style um so I love that too I love all of it and do you prefer dubbing or um prelay that's a good question um honestly it depends on the project I think I I have I love dubbing obviously um but I think prelay does hold a special place in my heart just because of my background in theater. Um, because in a, in a way it's kind of like a play, you know, that you're, or like a reading that you're doing and then they animate around it. Um, or, you know, the video game is, you know, animated around it or what have you. Um, so I, I do have a special spot for prelay, but I also love dubbing also, of course. And how has the experience been recording from home during the past year and a half now? That's a great question. Um, You know, I love it, actually, because not only um, do I get to, you know, record more sessions in a day, but you kind of just get more done. And it's sort of brought down the barriers between the different markets, like, you know, Los Angeles, Texas, New York. Um, So rather than just being one of the things that I love about it is that rather than just being 
you know, a, a couple separate communities, we're all just one big voiceover community now. Um, and I think, you know, the, the work is better because of the diversity of um, talent from these different markets. Um, and I think uh, our community is stronger for it. Um, so although, you know, the, the terrible tragedy of COVID, there is a silver lining in that, at least for this industry. Um, also, it's nice to, you know, just get up, have breakfast, and then just get in the booth rather than, you know, commuting and, you know, dealing with all of that. Um, yeah. It only took a global pandemic for people to realize, hey, we can just <laughs> record from home. Exactly. And record, you know, stuff that goes on television and, you know, into your PlayStation or Nintendo Switch or what have you, um, which is just so funny. But it's also, I think, great because, you know, all of us had our home studios, but I don't think everybody had one that was, you know, souped up to the extent that it was broadcast quality and we all were kind of learning to do this at the same time. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing, uh, last year. Um, I actually just got, I just upgraded my booth to this, this really nice one. Um, so that was very nice to do. <laughs> and do you think with home recording being the norm now, has that made it easier for people to get into the business or has that made it harder? Oh, I think definitely easier um, because it, it in a way um, makes it a little more accessible. Um, and I think, um, you know, in what's really nice about it is that if you, you know, are like hesitant to move to one of the major markets, you can not only take classes because a lot of, you know, casting directors in the major markets have opened up classes via zoom to people who aren't in the major markets. Um, so you can do that. And then also, you know, if the, you know, the studios send you auditions or what have you, um, you know, and you book them, then you can work from wherever, as long as the studio space is good, um, you know, and the project is okay with it, but most projects are. So, yeah, I mean, in, in, in that sense, I think it's great. Uh, yeah. And it has made it easier. <laughs> I mean, that, that's good. But at the same time, I think that, you know, you're starting to see a lot more newer people come into the business, which is great. But at the same time, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes with who's doing what <laughs> because there's like so many different projects and so many projects recorded in a short amount of time, you know, during COVID that yes. it's kind of amazing. Like it really is amazing how, how much um, studios have gotten done during the pandemic. Yes. For sure. And and I, I totally hear you on that because I'm very behind in watching things, um, you know, and, you know, um, like, a, you know, a bunch of my friends will be in something and I'll, you know, just I just won't have time to see it, you know, until a couple months later. And I'll be like, you know, or I'll like listen to a clip and be like, you're awesome. But I, you know, still haven't gotten a chance to like see the whole thing um, just because, I'm so busy. We're all so busy. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it is fantastic, but also if only, 
you know, we could be vampires or something or just have a 48 hour day <laughs> instead of 24 to watch things. And that's another, th- another thing that uh, you bring up that I have, I'm personally having problems as well with is that the amount of media that's coming out on a weekly basis, it's kind of, it's kind of too much for me. It's like, okay, there's this show, there's that show, there's this movie, and then there's that movie. And I'm just like, I don't have time to keep up with it. I'm sorry. I don't. (laughs) Yes. No, totally. I have a list. I have a backlog. Um, It's, It's a lot to keep up with. And right now I'm, I'm working on a, I'm also a script adapter and right now I'm working on a, a really cool project, but the deadlines are, you know, they're, they're actually, they're great, but um, there's just, you know, a lot of work as with any project. And um, I just, you know, I have to focus on that. So I can't, you know, really watch much, which is totally fine because in December, uh, you know, over the holidays, I will have a little bit of time to catch up, which is nice. Um but yes, I totally hear you. There is a lot of content out there, um, especially on streaming services. Um, not to mention what's in theaters. <laughs> Do you think that we're getting to a point where we're getting oversaturated with media? You know, that's a good question. I hope not. I hope that, um, you know, what, what, what is nice is that at least, you know, for us actors and us, you know, um, that are, you know, working on this stuff, there is a, a, there's never a, an absence of work in, in that sense. Um, but also at the same time, you want to make sure that the, from the, you know, creator standpoint, um, one would hope that the, the work is like, you know, well-written and, you know, beautifully animated and what have you and you know there are things that run the gamut of that um for sure um you know and work is work obviously and you know we have to love everything that we do um or try to um but yeah i mean i think i'll say this i'm always a fan of quality over quantity if that makes sense and while i think that the amount of stuff of work that is coming and the amount of shows that are coming out is fantastic. The only thing that I would say is um, as long as it is all good and done well, (laughs) if that makes sense. That's when people ask me, you know, with simul dubs being a thing now, do you think the quality of the, of the dubbing process gotten better or worse? I say, well, it depends on the dub really. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, everyone is is definitely trying their best and, and working, you know, as hard as they can. And, you know, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it definitely, you know, depends show to show. And, you know, everyone has their, you know, favorites and, you know, like favorite shows and stuff. And, um, you know, um, yeah, you know, I think... Um, no, everyone's really working hard and, you know, especially the adapters that are working on the simul dubs, you know, the, the schedule is a lot. Um, so I think, you know, everyone's really, you know, putting in the time and the effort and, um, you know, and also obviously all the actors as well. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, um, 
as long as everybody is trying to do their best, I think that is the most important thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> doing your best is is important, especially during a time when, you know, most people were probably stuck at home and, you know, we're just now trying to get into a state where I don't want to use the word normal because what is normal anymore, but yeah, a state where things are less insane, I guess. Yeah, I, a new normal maybe <laughs> is is a yeah. Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, uh, a a a sense of a semblance of of normalcy. <laughs> question mark something like that <laughs> um yeah um i totally i totally hear you and yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> no i i just think it's it's really been fascinating seeing the industry evolve in in the past year and a half you know thanks to the pandemic and and people being forced to record from their homes and you know it's it's been interesting seeing who's been on who's been working the most and who's been you know kind of you know not i wouldn't say slacking off but people you don't see a lot of in 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 um in media has mm -hmm. been kind of noticeable in the past uh, year and a half now for sure what I will also say with that is that there are people who do not, you know, and I guess this, this doesn't necessarily have to matter with social media, but I'll, there are some people who don't announce as much just because they're busy or, you know, they're doing other jobs or what have you. Um, but cast lists are always available. So that, you know, may have nothing to do with it. Um, but yes, totally, totally. Um, the pandemic has been very interesting. It's been, um, you know, I don't know, you know, despite the, the, many um cool things that have happened in voiceover from it you know i don't know if anyone has had a good time you know outside of the work if you get my meaning <laughs> it's been a very interesting time no it, it was it was really interesting because before the pandemic a lot of people you know, especially voice actors in general would not have done stuff like streams, online signings, mm. virtual meetups, you know, all those things that are more common now after, you know, a year and a half of COVID, uh, yeah, people wouldn't have done that, you know, years ago. But because we were forced into a situation where it was adapt or die, we said, okay, this is what we're going to do to keep the business going. And if anyone has a problem with it, then tough, you know, tough shit, really. <laughs> it's either, yeah, it's either this well, or nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, with um, the virtual signings and stuff, I think that's awesome because, you know, cons basically, I mean, for the most part, really just completely had to shut down. Um, so, you know, that was a way for us to, you know, interact with, you know, everyone else in the community, um, which, you know, I think is great. And, you know, Zoom made a very wise business decision to be ready to, for, I don't know, just to 
um, have their software, you know, optimized and ready for the pandemic, I guess. Um, but yeah, all of these video chat services have been great in that regard. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point about virtual signings and stuff. Um, yeah. Because one thing I've noticed is that people who weren't, you know, social media savvy or what have you had to quickly learn, okay, you need to, to, to adapt to this now because, you know, you kind of need to get your name out there and you kind of need to promote your stuff, especially if you're someone who is still new to the business and, you know, wants to get their name out there. This is how you do it. And Look, I'm personally not a fan of social media. I think, you know, it is, you know, it's a double-edged sword. There are some good things, some bad things, but at the end of the day, I'm someone with a podcast and I kind of need to be on social media to promote that thing. So, you know, whether I like it or not, I have to, you know, get my name out there and, you know, <laughs> and, uh, Try to For create sure. as much engagement as as I possibly can via, you know, uh, posts and what have you. No, I mean that's that's a very astute observation because, um, yeah, I mean especially during the pandemic, a lot a lot of social interaction, especially in the VO community, was done on Twitter and and still is, and definitely much more so than beforehand. Um, you know, and it, it, I mean, to be someone, um, a maker of media, someone who, you know, even um, someone who makes a podcast, someone who's an actor, someone who, you know, is a musician or an artist, what have you. Yeah, you do need to have social media, really. Um, you know, uh, I was talking to a, a director friend of mine who's a good deal older, but he was saying, you know, back in the day, people would have publicists and now we're all our own publicists. Um, which I think is true. And, you know, I, I love everyone in the community. Um, and I am so glad that social media has let me connect with them. But at the same time, I wish there was a way to do that without social media. Um, you know, because I think you're right, it is a double edged sword. And, and if, you know, we didn't need to do it for our business, I think, you know, I much prefer face to face contact, but we have to do it. And, you know, I always love supporting everyone and, you know, um, sharing things and, you know, cheering people on and sharing my own stuff. Um, but yeah, I do think, you know, um, it is a distinct uh, change from how things were and uh, a distinct change from how all of us interacted with each other and used to interact with each other. Um, so, yeah, I totally hear you on that. Because back in, you know, the 2000s, which, you know, again, I've said this before, doesn't seem that long ago, but is actually a really 20s. long time, <laughs> you know, b back in those days, you wouldn't, you would only hear voice actors from the work that they've done on television. Like there yes. was no, like there, there was no, oh, I wonder what Phil Lamar is up to, better check his Twitter feed, because that didn't exist. Yes. It was yes. just, oh, so-and-so was on this show. That's pretty cool. They're still working. The, 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 the only thing that was around, I think, was IMDb 
and even back then it was just starting out so some of the credits yes. weren't 100% right and there's they yeah. still have this problem and it kind of annoys me because whenever I'm whenever I'm doing research and it says someone did something that they that I know that they didn't do but no one wants to fix it because I don't know who to contact about this it it really annoys me yeah imdb is a fun system <laughs> um yeah, I mean, sometimes it does take some wrangling for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's so weird to think about the 2000s that that was 20 years ago. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, the 90s. That was like five years ago, right? <laughs> you know? Um, but really, uh, I, I like to sort of think of it this way. Uh, Lord of the Rings came out in 2001 and it's going to be 20 years old in like a month. And that is crazy to me. Um, but yeah. Um, and to your point about voice actors, yeah, you would hear them, you know, in shows and that was kind of it. Um, and I, I mean, I, I assume they, you know, obviously there were cons back then, you know, I guess you could see them there and, you know, get stuff signed, but, yeah, I mean, that was kind of the extent of it. It wasn't the way it is now. Yeah, especially back then, I remember, you know, con news in general was not as common as it is now. Like, there yes. were no, there weren't these many websites promoting these cons. And back then, it was like San Diego Comic Con was the big con that everyone wanted to go to. And that was the big one that was the only one that was getting covered. But now it's yes. like everyone and their mother is coming up with a convention and it's just like, yeah, conventions are like conventions are all over the place. They're no longer I'm, I, 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 I don't want to say like they're no longer special, but they they're no longer this event, I guess. Yeah, no, there are there are definitely a lot of them, I think, you know, um, which is a good thing, you know, but um yeah, they don't have the um, the sort of um, how do I put this? Um, the yeah, I mean, I think San Diego Comic Con kind of did have this very very special coverage, and you know, I think you know cons obviously still do too, but I think also because they they were more of like the pioneers in a way of it all. Um, I think that there's definitely something to what you're saying there for sure. I don't know. Like I, maybe it's because I've just been stuck at home for the past like year and a half now that I've started to notice, <laughs> notice these things, or maybe, maybe I'm just old enough to remember like, Oh yeah. Cons used to be way different than they were now because, uh, you know, social media, you hear stories from people saying, you know, how, different conventions were compared to compared to what they were like in 2005 or six or whatever. For sure. For sure. No, no, no. I mean, I think, you know, that definitely makes sense and things definitely have changed, you know, um, mostly for the better, I think. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, and it's, and it's very interesting to like track how they've changed. So no, I don't think you're, you know, it's because you're just sitting at home. I think, you know, there's definitely, definitely a point to all that for sure. But, and another thing that's really interesting is that the way to market yourself has changed drastically than it was, than it was like, you know, 
20 years ago or five years ago or hell two years ago. Like nowadays people know who's doing what voice because it, when the moment a project drops, the cast list is not too far behind because yes. you know IMDb gets updated like every second now, it seems like. Yes. And so everyone knows who's doing what at what time. So it's no longer like there's no longer that mystique of I wonder who did this voice and this thing because it's all archived somewhere. And if it's wrong, then you have you have to like go down a rabbit hole that's really annoying to find the right credits. But hey, you know I'm pretty sure there's one site somewhere that has the proper credits. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think you know between in Anime News Network and IMDb and um, you know, I mean, usually with with film and like live action stuff. Um, unless it's like a dub of that, it, the IMDb is usually good about that because it's often literally the person's face and that gets, you know, more, more coverage. Um, but yeah, there's, I think it, it definitely does require some digging sometimes, but um, yeah. Yeah. You know, actors, what, what is nice about everyone announcing their stuff is that it's kind of like more definitive that there's the answer right there. And 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 that's like one of the positives of social media for me is that it's made it easier to keep up with people who aren't as big as, say, a Tara Strong or Phil Lamar or whoever. For sure. I mean, it, it made it much easier for me to keep up with who's doing what because it's like, you know, like I said, two two or three years ago, it would have been damn near impossible to try to find the correct credits because not a lot of people were on social media and not a lot of people were promoting their stuff on social media. So, you know, yes, no, 100%, 100%. So, you know, I guess, yes, that is definitely a positive of all of it. <laughs> Do you think that, you know, there's, there's going to be this pressure on people that, they're going to have to promote their, their stuff on social media, even though if they don't want to. Um, you know, uh, I think it, I think, you know, it's really just up to the person because really at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, interpersonal relationships and, you know, showing people that you're kind, that you are, you know, fun to work with, that you, you know, come up with interesting, you know, choices in the booth and, you know, you're a great collaborator, um, you know, and that you take direction well, what have you, you know, all the, all the um, components of a, you know, good actor, a good collaborator, a, you know, what have you. So I think it really, you know, it definitely helps for sure, but I don't think it's, it's an, a must. Um, I think it's really up to the person's choice because if, if, you know, you are good and you're kind, I think, you know, people really do notice that whether you're on social media or not. Um, I have some friends who are specifically like not on Twitter, but they're on Instagram and Facebook and, you know, they still work a ton and, you know, what have you. So it's not necessarily um, a must, I would say. Yeah, but I think it helps because it is a good way to oh, keep well, yeah. 
to keep your to to promote yourself and keep keep you in mind whenever people are asking for voice actors cuz nowadays there's there seems to be an audition for everything these days 1000%. No, it definitely does help for sure. Um but yeah, but I think you know it, it isn't necessarily impossible. But for sure, yes, it does help 100%. And out of all the stuff that you've done, which which role would you say was your hardest? Oh, my hardest. Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> that's such an interesting question. Um, uh, I would say... Hmm. Give me a second. I'll think of it. <laughs> I'm just like running through something in my brain. Um, I think the hardest one. This this may be a uh, this may be a very silly answer. Um, there is a a boy that I play in Aria, uh, the Avenir, and it just getting up to that. <laughs> um like vocal positioning is very hard <laughs> um i think that 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 will be my answer um something may come to me later but right now that, that i think yeah just getting up there um was difficult <laughs> um but yeah I, I i'm sure there's a better answer it's going to come to me but that's what's popping into my brain right now that's actually a good a good um answer because a lot of people probably know this but um whenever it comes to voicing little boys mostly women get cast because they their voices can go can go that high or that deep you know if they want a teenager but you rarely Correct. see um men voicing teenage boys and little boys in in shows i think that's I think that's just so odd that we've just accepted that, okay, yeah, women can do little boy voices and men can't. Yes. yes. It's a funny, it's a funny thing. You know, it's kind of just become like an accepted, you know, uh, trope isn't the right word. Um, like rule isn't also the right word, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's just an accepted thing in voiceover that that women often will play the you know young boys under age 10 or 13 or what have you which is very funny and yes yes it was hard to get up there <laughs> but hey and I, someone had to do it so there yes you go. yeah oh man yeah and what was the best and worst piece of advice you've ever gotten as an actor Ooh. The best advice. These are some good questions. <laughs> uh the best advice. Um I would say um well one of one of um 
this isn't exactly advice, but this just kind of comes to mind. Um, one of my teachers would, um, you know, uh, come up with this. So uh, I think one of, one of, um, one of the things is that with, with acting is that it, it's, it's different for every person, you know? So one, uh, one of my teachers, she would like to teach in a way that it wasn't like, I'm going to impose my like method upon you or like my way, like the way I act on you, but I'm going to find out your strengths and help you develop them. And I'll teach you a bunch of things and, you know, we'll, we'll work on a bunch of things, you know, we're a team, we're trying to make you better. Um, and that, you know, everyone comes at this differently and it's important to, um, to, to play towards that, if that makes sense. The worst advice, um, <laughs> the worst advice that I was given I think, um, you know, uh, just, um, some, this, this isn't, this isn't from a voiceover person. This was like from a theater person all, like a long time ago. Um, the, uh, ah, this is hard. Um, <laughs> because yeah, the, the, any, any, any like, um, like worst advice would probably like come from uh you know a uh this uh, a theater person that i'd worked with in the past if that makes sense um i just gotta think like specifically you know i think um one thing that did happen to me um in uh well let me say this this isn't exactly worst advice but this is this is um you know, a, a specific lesson that I learned. Um, and there were a couple of shows that I had worked on that, um, like theater shows that, you know, had directors that were, uh, you know, quite, um, you know, intolerable to put it mildly. Um, and you kind of, you, you often find yourself like miserable when you're working on those, um, you know, shows and you kind of just have to say to yourself no i'm worth more than this i you know my time is important my uh, mental health is important my work is important and i'm not it's not worth a the amount of time that i'm putting into this or b the amount of time the amount i'm getting paid um which you know um sometimes with theater can be little um, so, you know, whenever you are working on something, you have to make sure that it's something that you enjoy and with people that you enjoy. And if not, um, you know, as long as you can, and there's no contractual thing, you know, you, I, I would say you walk away from it because it's not worth, you know, the agony of having to deal with it. If that makes sense. I know that's not the worst advice, but that's kind of just what's coming to mind. Um, because those, you know, couple of directors would um you know just uh in these these projects that i worked on just be awful to their actors and 
um you know one one director that i had worked with like wanted the actors to do everything exactly the same every single time and you know theater isn't like that you know you try to do things you know relatively the same but sometimes things happen and that's that's actually what's so cool about theater is that it's not the same every single time um is that a sufficient answer is that an okay answer (laughs) i know it took me a second to get there I honestly thought you were going to say something about pay to pay to what what do they call them pay, uh, pay to, to plays yeah pay to plays I I honestly thought you were going to go that direction but eh. no. <laughs> I guess. there are some funny um, there are some funny you know actually that does bring something up um, there there is there is a funny thing um, with commercials sometimes you know where they're looking for you know they keep saying conversational conversational and sometimes um there's kind of this like joke in the voiceover community that it's like yeah you're talking to your friend but like you know sometimes you can get animated when you're talking to your friend like what does that exactly mean like talk conversational you know so it's just very that's a, a very funny thing that that that's a interesting note to often get from um a a uh you know uh producer or what have you sometimes <laughs> not that it's bad i mean you know sometimes you do need to be more conversational 100 percent um just i think that that i think my point in this is that that means different things for different people um especially based on what their voice sounds like um so yeah <laughs> I, I honestly think that's a weird direction because Whenever you they bring in like a big name celebrity to do an ad for like vodka or watches or what have you, they yeah, never yeah. they never tell them be more conversational. It's usually just the celebrity's voice, and the, uh, ad executives just think people will buy it because, well, if George Clooney said that this product is amazing, then surely people will buy it. No, not really for sure no for sure um i think the only thing that i would say in terms of that and or this is the question that i would i would ask is that often because those actors are screen actors and because often like screen acting is very much just you know like you and i are talking right now they it's they're not like often not used to you know, the sort of bigger stuff that we do, you know, in most character work. So they just kind of do what they would do on set normally. And then, you know, but in the booth. So then it kind of just registers as quote unquote conversational. That would be my only like thought on that. But also, yes, you're right regarding, you know, um, usually they, I don't think they will tell a, you know, celebrity screen actor more conversational at least i don't think so <laughs> i i mentioned this because i used to work in an ad ad agency and oh, a, lot of the, okay. a lot of the times most of our ads would come across as i wouldn't say pandering but they would just come across as okay we need we have the specific product and we want to market it to a specific demographic how do we get this demographic to buy this product and usually there would always be that person who's like let's just get a local celebrity celebrity to to promote the product let's just get an influencer or whoever to 
promote the product. And that always kind of bothered me because it's like, then it becomes more about that, the person and less about the product. Yes, for sure. One of the, one of the things that really bothered me, and this is like an old example. This was like back when, you know, in the before times when I, when when we went to airports and what have you, but I specifically remember um, during one trip, I think it was like when we went to Dubai or something, uh, you know, you walk around the, the, the airport and there's like ads everywhere and there was this Chris Hemsworth ad for a watch and mm-hmm. it was just a giant picture of Chris Hemsworth wearing a watch like, you know, saying, well, if Chris Hemsworth wears this watch, surely it must be worth everything. And that's like, it's very condescending, isn't it? Yes. Or conversely, if you wear the watch, you will turn into Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Just like um, like Shazam, kind of, right? <laughs> like a sort of, you know, Shazam type thing. Um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I mean, using celebrities to sell things is a very interesting uh, tactic. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> no, it, it always kind of bothered me because, like, I was hesitant for years about promoting the podcast because I'm like, well, I don't want to feel like I'm disingenuous when I'm promoting something because people can tell when you're being genuine and not because, again, people aren't stupid. If they like an ad, they'll get behind it. And that was my main argument is that, you know, just do the best ad. You know, why aren't we putting our best ideas forward and if people like the ad, people like the ad. I mean, we don't have to pander to them by bringing in a local celebrity and saying, well, if this person says our product is great, it must be great, right? No. For sure, for sure. I mean, I you know, I think that philosophy is the ideal in terms of, you know, really anything as long as you do your best and, you know, you're, you know, trying to create something that, you know, means something and is engaging rather than just you know, but I think, I don't know, money. (laughs) I think it's always, it always just is like about money or something, unfortunately. Um, you know, uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, but quality is important as well. I think one of, one of the downsides of of voiceover being more profitable nowadays is you're starting to see more and more shows, bring in celebrity casts and look, I know I'm opening up a massive can of worms here, but, uh, but here's the thing. I'm not against celebrities doing voiceover. I understand it sells, but if you're doing like an adult animated series and you have like an all-star cast, do adults really care who's doing, who are doing the voices, you know? For sure. No. And, and I think, you know, on that point, kids probably don't either because kids probably don't really know who any of these people are for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, all I'll say about this is I'm, I'm, uh, totally for celebrities, you know, in voice acting. I just, um, think that, you know, as long as they put the work in and it's not, um, you know, the thing that I, that I 
think is potentially harmful is that it's, you know, celebrities are just being put in there so that they will, you know, like to your point, who really cares if so-and-so is in something as long as, you know, the story is good and, you know, there's a fan base for something, they're going to see it anyways. So I don't think that necessarily putting a celebrity in a movie or a TV show is um, just so that people will watch the show is um, the best tack, unless it's like a new thing, because then, you know, because people won't know what it is. So like seeing, you know, said celebrity and it to be like, oh, this is, you know, must be somewhat good or what have you. Um, but if it's something, you know, that doesn't necessarily call for it, um, you know, then I think I would raise my eyebrow at it, I guess. Um, but what I will say is like when screen celebrities really like put the work in, like, I think like a really good example is like Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon and, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that's a really great, you know, performance that is something that, you know, someone who is, comes from a voice acting background, I feel like would give, you know, um, I feel like Willem Dafoe would also be like a, I can't, I mean, I don't know if he's, I feel like he must've done animation, but um, you know, just his voice is the green goblin. Like that's a really good, you know, that would translate to animation really well. You know, I think there, there are definitely like many screen actors that would do a great job and, and have done a great job for that matter. Um, especially in like the more, um, uh, cartoony isn't the right word but you know what i'm saying by that like the less like realistic less like slice of life type thing um yeah i mean at the end of the day it depends on the celebrity really like if they're willing yes. to put in the work and the material is good enough for them to play to their if the material is good enough to play to their strengths and they're willing to put in the work then i'm all for it but if it's just, oh, we just got the celebrity because they're hot right now, like, why? <laughs> Kids don't care. Yeah. Like, it should... Yeah, no, it shouldn't just be, like, just for a paycheck on their account, you know, because, um, yeah, like, they should put in the work, you know, because it's 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 still acting. It's it's fully acting, you know. I think then that, that goes into the... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fully acting and it, you know, like anything else, you want to put in the work, you want to try to understand the character, where they're coming from, the text itself, what have you. Um, it shouldn't just be like this paycheck that you get and then before you do, you know, your next project or whatever. Um, 100%. I totally agree with that. That's why, like, people in the voiceover community love Mark Hamill is because... He yes. is an on-screen celebrity, but he loves voiceover. He understands the craft, and he never acted like he was ever above it. And and he was he was like above talking to to some of the people he worked with because, like, yes. I've talked to people who I've had people on the show who have worked with him on various shows who say he's, you know, great to work with because he's just so friendly and down to earth, and he never acted like this big celebrity even though yeah. a lot of people who know him from star Wars and the Joker treat him like this, this big deal. He's like, don't, don't, you know? Yeah. 
that's so lovely yeah he's he's a legend i mean you know he's and that's really i mean the the best way to be you know to be just a kind person a good collaborator you know um i mean even as as like a person like as a friend you know you just want to be a nice person um but yes no and i i fully agree with that um and you know hopefully there will be more of a a trend towards that um hopefully (laughs) i mean hopefully but at the same time is that like hey if if ever there was a point where they needed voice actors to fill in like you know additional voices or one one shot characters it's always great to see like voice actors come in for those roles because it's like yeah you know it, it's fun to see like someone like a john dimaggio on a on a on a show filled with celebrities because like i know john dimaggio he's a good guy <laughs> yes yeah i love you know um whenever there's like a show with celebrities or a movie with celebrities seeing you know um like you know, the staple voice actors, you know, of, uh, like the LA market, you know, just being in them as like the minor characters in the supporting roles. Yes. 100%. Yeah. That's always nice. And sometimes even like small supporting parts too. Yeah. uh, But I think, you know, I bring this up because the industry, you know, whether, whether you like it or not is going in, in a certain direction and, Like I said before, you know, to bring this full circle, it's adapt or die. So you look at you look at what's happening now and what type of sound they want. You know, you got to get on that, because if you're not keeping up with the trends and and what's hot right now and, you know, putting your name out there and in in every audition you you put out, then you're not going to go. You're not going to get far, really. No, for sure. 100%. I mean, yeah, every, you, you should be, you know, watching what, um, what the trends are, how, you know, um, people are engaging with their audiences, you know, absolutely. 100%. Um, and yeah, yeah, no, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of truth to that. 100%. Do do you think that, um, with, as the industry changes, do you think that, people that that certain that certain people who were used to who were who we were used to hearing a lot of are going to get phased out in favor of of the new or do you think that they're going to still find a way to keep a balance between voiceover and 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 celebrities i think there's always going to be balance i mean i think there probably will be more celebrities but i also think i was talking to a friend about this i think it's an interesting thing that this has happened specifically during the pandemic because people couldn't you know film stuff on set so you saw a lot more on-screen celebrities doing you know animation and podcasts and what have you because they literally couldn't you know do anything on screen or on the stage so, you know, not that that is the, the like, f- driving reason behind that, but I think that was definitely a contributing reason to it. Um, I think there will be a balance. I think, you know, um, specifically with anime, there hasn't necessarily, except in films, um, anime films, there hasn't necessarily been a drive to cast celebrities in, you know, um, shows for the most part. 
Um, so I think that will, you know, at least to my knowledge, um, that will, you know, kind of stay as it is. Um, and, um, you know, with the prelay stuff, I think that that is a, is a slightly different story, but you know, there still is, I mean, you know, you still have your animaniacs, you still have, you know, there, you know, you got, um, you know, Rob Paulson and, you know, like they're still doing, um, you know, stuff, um, which I think is good. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping it'll be a balance. I think, you know, for the most part, um, you know, it, it, it should be a, a bit of a balance. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, a, a great example right now is arcane. That show has a great cast that's mixed between, yes. between celebrities and voiceover people. So it's not, so there's no, like, it's not weird for me to watch that show and, and, and be like, ah, who's this person? Why did they get this per this celebrity to do this voice? Because everyone on that show was just so perfectly cast and the writing was just so well done. And God, I just, more of this, please. More of yeah, this. I've, I've heard that that show is amazing. It's, I still haven't gotten a chance to see it, but it's on my list. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everyone it, like the, the reviews are amazing for it. So, um, but yeah, no, and that's great. And that's what I think, you know, should happen because that also gives more opportunities for the people who aren't necessarily on-screen celebrities. So like both, but also gives the on-screen celebrities opportunity to, you know, voiceover projects. So everyone kind of wins in that regard. Um, you know, just, and just because you're not on screen, you know, that doesn't mean that you're any less of an actor because you've chosen to focus on a different, you know, um, sector of the industry. And I think that, that may be, you know, a myth of old, you know, um, sort of stemming from this, from a similar place, I think, where how like films, you know, often fantasy or horror films won't get nominated for best picture, you know, like um, it kind of stems from like a similar place of how like, this old you know mostly like dramas get nominated and it's kind of like this very old concept of what is you know what we should honor as um art um so i think bringing breaking down all those walls is very important and elevating as many people as possible i think is also very important yeah, that that all you know you bring up a good point in in with award categories and i just remembered that um you know that's why i don't really like the grammys all that much because it's like album of the year like you know it's always like album of the year and you know the the nominees are you know typical albums that quote unquote made and you know made an yes. impact but most of the time you look at those albums and you're like well why isn't this you know, hip hop album on, on, you know, being nominated for album of the year. Oh no, exactly. it's rap album of the year. Like that really annoys yeah. me. <laughs> really annoys me. 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's always like, um, like the, there, there are like certain categories that are like more represented and it's like, why is that? You know, what's, what's the deal behind that, you know? And, and that's also the thing with like awards and, you know, like awards are great and they're great, you know, for promoting media and stuff, but they're also not, 
you know, be all and end all because, you know, they're given by committees and people vote on them. So it's not like, you know, and, and opinions are subjective and stuff, you know? Um, uh, so, you know, while they are great, it shouldn't ever be about the awards. And I think sometimes, you know, um, while awards are, are great in sort of in elevating things. And I think in, in a way there is sort of a, like a democratic element of, you know, um, promoting uh, specific work, you know, and, and um, you know, what, like what, like what I was saying before about, you know, the whole thing of like horror and fantasy don't get nominated, like at the Oscars, you know, I think there is, um, you know, a, a good thing to do at awards is to, um, promote things that aren't you know of the old uh the old guard to put it mildly if you know what i mean (laughs) yeah and and that's why like whenever i see an award show you know nominate an actor for like best performance like video game awards or baftas i i really have to look at that and say okay you know, I, you know, this is this is the subjective part of me coming out, but it's like I'm still annoyed by this because it's like I remember back in like 2018, yeah, you know, I think the ba- the Baftas completely did not even nominate Yuri Lowenthal and and, and Bill uh, Bill Slayers for uh, for anything, and and their their performances as Spider Man and. Doc, Doc Ock were so well done and I just felt yeah. really insulted <laughs> when they didn't get nominated for anything. I'm like, why isn't Yuri Lowenthal being nominated? Because his performance as Spider-Man in that game was phenomenal. Like, yes, it was. Why? why... Yes. I'm yeah. so sorry. Like, this is, really annoys me so much. No, 100%. I mean, I think, you know... Um certain things you know often get overlooked i mean what was what was nominated that year um you know i don't know if that just because i i don't have like the you know who else was nominated that year i don't know if that was like because of you know this the um you know because it was spider-man versus something like more you know um gritty and realistic not that it's not realistic but you know what i'm i'm saying like that it's it's um like it's not something like the last of us or whatever um you know if it's if it's something like that or you know what exactly the reason was but i totally hear you for me this wasn't um a a like a bafta thing but this just i keep bringing up the oscars for me um did you see hereditary that movie hereditary oh that movie is (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's (laughs) I, I could only watch it once because it really terrified me. Um, but I, it's a beautiful movie, and the acting is incredible. But the fact that Tony Collette wasn't nominated—I I don't think she was—is like to me a crime because her acting in that movie was like so above and beyond that. You know, the fact that 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 film didn't get the recognition that I feel like it—I mean, I think a lot of people feel like it deserved—is just very um telling i guess <laughs> it's interesting um yeah yeah um award shows are interesting you know it's it's 
I, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it, for me, it's like less about the actual award awards and more about okay, I really think this performance is great, and I want people to understand that. You know, whenever I look at media, I judge an actor based on their performance. Like, for instance, I know a lot of people love Tom Kenny for SpongeBob, but to me, he is an actually, he's a phenomenal actor, you know, in general. And I think yes. people tend to, to sleep on that because they just think, oh, well, he's great at SpongeBob and he can do all these voices and he has a lot of range. And while that is true... To me, his best roles are the ones that really showcase his acting ability. Yes. For example, like um, Scaramouche in the final season of Samurai Jack. Like that was a character that was oh, yes. over the top and and wacky but also threatening and really showcased how he could be comedic and not take away from the seriousness of that final season. Yes. I forgot that he did that. Um Yes, the and and to that point, um, this is sort of a SpongeBob thing. But did you, did you have you seen that? Like, I don't know if this was an episode or a clip, but like of, of Tom Kenny and Clancy Brown and like the whole main cast doing their like it's like a scene or a whole episode, but it's just of them as actors, but they're playing their characters, but it's live action. And like that's kind of just amazing because they're doing all of the mannerisms also, but just as people. It's it's really cool to watch. And it's like, yeah, they're they're actors, you know. Um, but yes, I totally hear you about like the, you know, kind of treading that fine line in Samurai Jack. And yeah, no, 100 percent. And, you know, I bring this up because, you know, one of the best performances that he's ever done in his career, in my opinion, was Chuck in the first season of Kid Cosmic. That was mm. a phenomenal performance, and it just kind of really annoys me how everyone just slept on that performance. I'm like, why isn't he getting an award, an award for this? Because he's really good in this. Like, holy, like, holy crap, Tom! I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> yes, I I always love seeing actors who you're like so used to them being, you know, this comedic what have you, you know, create like this crazy comedic character, and then they just pull out this like very intense dramatic like incredible performance and um yeah like that's always so amazing to see and also i think you know there is a thing where um comedic actors are fantastic at doing you know quote unquote tragedy because you know comedy is very hard and and vice versa you know i think you know because in comedy they like the character doesn't think that it's funny. They 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 believe everything that they're saying, you know, one hundred percent. And um, you know, the the fact that to them it's, I mean, in some cases it can be a tragedy. So, you know, um, yes, my long winded explanation of uh, why I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think it's fascinating that you know, people who we associate with being quote unquote funny guys are always the best at bringing out these great dramatic performances that often don't get talked about because no one wants to admit that, Hey, the funny guy is actually really good at making us cry. Yes. Yes. 100%. And, and again, not to go back to this, like, 
you know, this is just the barriers of the old ways and what have you. But, you know, it's it's a similar thing to why, like, comedies don't get nominated for things often, you know, um, even though there are many comedies that uh, can become very serious, you know, um, and many comedic actors that do both, you know, I mean, look at Steve Carell, you know, he's an incredible comedic actor, but also a brilliant dramatic actor. Um, I know I keep talking about screen actors, but, you know, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, he was great in um, Foxcatcher, that Foxcatcher oh, movie yeah. that they, that, yeah. that, that still blows my mind. I'm like, holy crap, I didn't know you had it in yet. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like, that was Steve Carell? Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially like, you know, I'm personally like very iffy when it comes to, you know, uh, movie adaptations of real life events, because it's like, okay, what did they dramatize for for the screen, yes. but that movie is just really amazing. And, and, um, you know, I know it's, you know, I know that the actual story is a tragedy, but, um, I, I just find it fascinating. I, I could go on, but about that oh, movie, of course. but no, it is fascinating. It's, it's bonkers that that happened, you know? Um, yeah, no, 100%. It, it, it's very fascinating. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And like that, uh, the fact that like he, (laughs) like that's, that's grew, you know, like that, that, that's just nuts. Um, but sorry, you were going to say. No, one of the things I, cause I watched the documentary and one of the things that really bothered me about that documentary is that everyone was like aware that he was doing all these crazy things, but they just wrote it off as him being eccentric. And I'm like, well, you know, the warning signs are kind of there, you know? Yeah. Exactly. It's like Durst, you know, it's like Robert Durst with like the jinx. Um, No, 100%. Um, Yeah, people are interesting. (laughs) But but to to wrap it up, uh, I I just I just think that, you know, we we hear like talk about these act, you know, voice actors and how well their performances matter. and, And at the same time, it's like, but how do they get, but why, so why aren't they being treated with the same amount of respect as, you know, screen actors are, you know? Yes, no, for sure. And I think, you know, what is, and um, has been nice recently is that, you know, you see with the community, a lot of people are trying to, um, you know, lead the charge in changing that, you know, I see a lot of, um, you know, people, both voice actors and fans and, you know, um, other people in the industry trying to um, make a point to change that because people recognize how much work that everyone is doing and, you know, how everyone is really just putting their heart and soul into everything and that it shouldn't just be, you know, more like, you know, quote unquote, um, well, just more like celebrities, you know, it shouldn't, that, that shouldn't just be what's recognized. And that I think is really starting to change. And, um, you know, even though more celebrities are coming into, um, you know, like animated shows and stuff. Um, there's a reason for that, I think, because, you know, people are starting to recognize more the importance of what voice actors are doing. And, you know, um, I think screen actors, you know, um, obviously want to be a part of it because, you know, it's a great um, avenue for storytelling. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think that's going to change. I think that's starting to change, which is a good welcome thing. <laughs> now, it always bothered me whenever I would um, write to uh, the local con or, uh, con uh, convention organizers here, you know, asking for various voice actors like, "Can you get this person? Can you get that person?" And I would always get someone telling me, "Well." voice actors aren't really actors why are you wasting money bringing them here and i'm like screw you buddy (laughs) yeah goodness gracious that's that's not a that's not fair um yeah no i mean i think that's luckily starting to you know change which is good you know um i mean the the my hero movie just made so much money you know which i think is fantastic and I, unfortunately, I've just been so busy that I haven't gotten to see it, but I've seen, you know, a bunch of clips and everyone is just killing it and doing such a great job. So I think, you know, um, people are really starting to see that, you know, and also here's another thing, Um, you know, the top, the the uh, highest grossing franchises in the world, a bunch of them are, um, you know, anime, like you have Pokemon, you have One Piece, um you know i mean pokemon is the highest grossing franchise of all time so i think people are really you know and also you know netflix is starting to do these live action adaptations so i think you know that is really bringing attention onto it and anime specifically is becoming a much more mainstream thing which is very very cool to see um so yeah yeah i think change is coming yeah, but then when it comes to anime, my problem is it then becomes a conversation of well, subs versus dubs. And I'm like, look, both are valid. And just because you prefer the sub over the dub doesn't mean that the dub has doesn't have any value. Exactly. Yeah, both are valid. I mean, I watch both, you know, um, and it really just comes down to your choice. And But, you know, neither one is better than the other. I think, you know, both are great. Um, and I think, you know, just like, like you're doing, you know, um, I think that's kind of like the, just the best answer to that. Like, you know, both are great. And, you know, why are we, we both love the same thing. Why are we, you know, arguing about silliness? I mentioned this before in a, in a previous episode, but like one comment I saw on Twitter that really bothered me was, I don't like uh, English voiceover, English dubs because the the they change so much of the quote unquote dialogue and um, the lip flaps seem off, and I'm like, well, it's kind of a dumb reason to hate an, an entire genre over over that, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people will just have their reasons and, you know, um, it's at, at that point, it, it it can just be, you know, on them. And I think, you know, sometimes people do have definitely definitely do have valid criticisms. But I think, um, again, everyone is really, you know, just working really hard from adapters to voice actors to directors. And everyone's really trying to make um, dubs the best they can be, both in anime live action um you know animated dubs from any other country everyone's really you know trying to make that as best as they can be and and in a way what's kind of cool is that there's especially like with netflix you know doing a lot of this work and 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 the other streaming networks 
you know, we're kind of in like a renaissance for dubs, which is really kind of awesome. Um, so, you know, um, yeah, I mean, at that point, you know, people, people will figure it out. They'll, they'll come around. <laughs> I, I, I just thought, I just find it really odd that it's like, cause we recently announced that, you know, uh, an English voice actor was coming to, to, to a local con. And of <laughs> course, you know, the first couple of comments on Instagram are people complaining about, Oh, why is it the English voice actor? Why don't you bring the Japanese voice actor? I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. Eh, I mean, you know, what are you going to do at that point? Like it's so weird that you, that you would look at look at that announcement and say, "Well, oh, I I didn't want this. Uh, I I you know what about the English voice? Uh, what about what about what about the Japanese voice actor? I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. you know, and this person has done other stuff outside of anime, so it's like, why 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 are you boxing him into just like anime roles when people mostly know him for his video game stuff so it's like oh god i just this is what bothers me so much no totally it's no totally understandable i mean i think you know people have their opinions and you know they're entitled to them but also don't um you know don't uh not attack but don't you know don't try to um (laughs) don't yuck someone's yum (laughs) if you take my meaning on that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, anyway, um, God, this is, I feel sorry for anyone listening to this, expecting me to talk about any specific roles you've done, because honestly, oh, no <laughs> honestly, I just like went off on voiceover in general, but um, no, it's, it's great. It's great to talk about the industry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I try to be more focused on the industry itself than just a specific role, because I honestly think that, um, when when it comes to when it comes to specific roles, I, I sometimes I I haven't watched a lot of stuff, so it's like it's whenever someone brings up a, a role that they done and they're like, oh, I really like this role, I'm like, yeah, I can see that, but uh, sometimes it's just like I gotta you know bullshit my way through 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 not admitting that I, that uh, I haven't watched anything that they, that that, that uh, this person has done. Totally. No, I mean, there's a lot out there. So, you know, it's, that's totally understandable. And again, we're unfortunately, um, there isn't 48 hours in the day. So, you know, I, I totally, totally get you on that. So if you, if you were listening to this, expecting me to talk about Fina pirate princess in depth, I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't watched that show. Well, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe. Um, and if you have the Adult Swim um, app or website, you can you have you know access to a cable or satellite subscription. You can log in and watch it. Um, and the, the um, Japanese is on Crunchyroll. Um, and actually, I think it is still on Toonami. Um, they're airing episodes a little later at two thirty, I believe. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love chatting about the industry. So no, for sure. And I've said this like many times before, but to me, like some of the best episodes I've done are the ones that feel like actual conversations and not. So you were in this thing. Please tell me about this thing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. For sure. 
Uh, so before we get going, um, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on, you know, minus any NDA nonsense and, uh, where can people find you online? Yes. So, uh, you know, working on a couple of cool projects, that's kind of all I can say at this point. Um, you know, one of which is a really cool, um, script adaptation project, um, that I'm very excited about. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Um, so my social media is for Twitter. It's at Nick Justin Corda. Um, that is N I C J U S T I N C O R D A. And then my Instagram is at Nick Corda N I C K C O R D A. Um, and that is where you can find me. Is there a reason why your Instagram is Nick and, and your Twitter is Nicholas? That is an excellent question. Um, earlier, like w- when I had graduated college, I was playing with the idea of having my like stage name be Nicholas Justin Corda because that's my middle name. Um, and then it just never, I never changed it on my Twitter. And then, you know, and I've, I've, I wish that Twitter did this thing where it would like, on any time you were tagged or you know what have you or someone like mentioned you it would change your username if you've changed it but i don't think that's the case so i don't i'm hesitant to change it to just at nick corda because i don't want that we're at nicholas corda because i don't want um you know all of that to get messed up <laughs> so um that is why <laughs> that is the case um yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Um, thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. This was, you know, this has been a fun conversation. And if you ever want to come yeah. back for whatever reason, you know where to find me. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Have a good night. All right. And, you uh, too. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye.